Before we look into Luke chapter 2, I want us to watch a video of what some kids thought of the Christmas story, what they thought the Christmas story was. So if you could cut the lights off. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary. And Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, The only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, A new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and <laughs> some wipes, and some milk, some <laughs> shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. All right, all right. So, all right. So we have the the Christmas story from a child's perspective. All right. Of course, we know that a lot of those details are not true, but it's amazing to hear how kids can describe things, right? And how they can change things, right? But let me ask you a question. 
How many of you have ever woken up on Christmas morning or any time, like even a birthday, and in your mind you saw a gift under the tree? And you thought to yourself, well, that gift has to be that thing. But yet, when you open the gift, the gift is completely, you were, I mean, like, you were, like, super excited. Like, you thought, like, this was it. This was the gift that you really wanted, and it was, like, the perfect thing. But then, all of a sudden, when you opened that gift, and you took the wrapping off and everything else, you opened the box, it was not what you expected. Yes. And you were very disappointed. And you have to pretend like, no, thank you so much. Right? And you, All right? And so, and so, listen, so, you see, the reality, listen, the reality is, is this, right? Is that the Christmas story is like that. The Christmas story was completely different than any of us could have drew up. The Christmas story was the unexpected gift. The gift that we would have thought would have come in a different way. A gift that would have come to different parents. A gift that we would have thought that would not have happened that way. And before we look at Luke, 10, Luke 2, I just want us to think for a second, right? I want us to think of the Christmas story for a second because... I think sometimes we don't, we don't understand it, we don't get it. But I want you to imagine being a young teenage girl. All right? I know only some of you could really imagine that. All right? Listen, right? Right, okay? You're, you are a young teenage girl, so okay, that's be easy for some of you, right? But listen, all of a sudden, listen, one day, one day, an angel appears to you and tells you that you are going to have a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He is going to be the savior of the world. In your mind, you're probably thinking, yeah, something, something is wrong here because number one, I'm not married. Number two, my parents are going to kill me. Number three, number three, my my boyfriend or whoever, I'm going to marry my fiancé at this time, I'm, he's not going to want to be with me. That is what, that is what Mary, listen, all right? That's what Mary went through, all right? Now, guys, imagine you're Joseph, all right? And the woman comes to you, this girl who you are madly in love with, and you are ready to be her husband, and you know you're ready to start life together, and she comes and says to you, hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but listen, 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 I'm pregnant, but guess what? Guess what? Hold on. But I'm still a virgin. All right? Imagine that for, listen. All right, listen. Imagine... You being Joseph in that part, let's be honest, that would not sit well with any of us as guys. We would not believe that. And let's be honest, when the town hears about Mary, they could be saying, buddy, if you believe that, you must be fooled. If you believe what, what she told you, 
Like something wrong with you. You need you need to find out which guy she been with, and you need to find out. All right. And let's be honest, right? Listen, let's be honest. Joseph, Joseph needed an angel to appear to him to tell him, "Hey, this is true. Take Mary to be your wife." So here it is, right? Here it is. Like I said, right? Sell down, sell down. So like I said, we have this picture of a, of a story of the gift of the world, the savior of the world, is coming in these type of circumstances. All right. Right. Well, yes. Okay. We know the prophecy, but listen to us. All right. Listen. I don't care how well you know prophecy and you knew the Old Testament that time. Believe me, buddy. If you Joseph and a girl come and tell you that, you could tell her probably so long, bye bye, because you ain't gonna want to be like, oh, you could just be like, um, you know, you know what this reminds me of and. I know this isn't probably the best thing, but this reminds me of like when I was growing up and I used to watch a bad show on TV called Jerry's No. Jerry Springer. This is like a Oh my god, Jerry I know, okay, all right, all right. We're not we're not recommending anybody watch that at all. All right, let me just stick that there. But this is what this almost reminds me of, right? Like this is this story cannot be possible. This is not the, the gift that you would expect. But we know, all right? We know that God had a plan. And his plans are bigger than our plans, and they're greater than our plans. We could never write this. Hollywood could never write a script this good. All right? So here it is, all right? So we see all the details, and we're going to look at Luke chapter 2. And we see how all of this works out. Somebody want to read it for us? In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. So in all of this, they got to still go to be registered, all right? A census is, a census is given that that you need to go to your hometown. So in all this chaos, you know, Mary is, like, she is way in her time, and, and those days you had to walk, um, or, you know, we all have this picture of the donkey and all that. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you watch on TV or whatever. I'm sure that the ride was not that smooth. All right? Because these roads were not paved roads. They were not the oh, best roads. You know, so like this, this took time, all right? And, you know, I don't know, I don't know, if Mary, like, I'm sure Mary was just like any, well, she wasn't like every other woman, but I'm sure, you know, a woman being pregnant could have been uncomfortable and she could have been irritable on some things. Who knows, right? But the reality is, is that, again, this is not the circumstances that we would expect. Verse six. Oh, to be uh, okay. verse five. To be registered. 
to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, or his one to be married who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to a firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So here it is, right? Everywhere is packed because you had to come to your hometown, you had to find somewhere to stay. There's nothing there. But hold on. This is the king of the world, the savior of the world who's going to be born. Certainly we can make room for him somewhere. But no. There's no room nowhere for him. And you know what's sad about this is that for us in this room, we're no different than this sometimes because we have no room for the Savior in our own lives. We're too busy, all right? We have no time for the gift. We have no time for the gift because we're all caught in our own circle. We're all caught in the parties and the festivities that we do not have time for the gift, the unexpected gift. The gift that doesn't come with the pretty bow, but a gift that changes our lives, not because of the beauty on the outside, but what it can do on the inside. You see, it's just like under a Christmas tree. When you see those gifts, most of the time you would want to pick the most beautiful, decorated gift, nice wrapping, prettiest bow, you know, the works. If there's a gift over here that looks shabby, Basically, by just a plain, it looks very by itself. More than likely, you're not going to pick that gift. Because we look at the looks. We look at the outside. But it's what's inside the gift. And this is what we see in Jesus. The baby that was born. And it goes on. And, and we're going to, next week, we're going to look more at the shepherds. But I just want us to just briefly look at this. And the same reading, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the, the verse that we want to stop at night, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You see... Like I said, we're going to look at the shepherds more next week. But we notice something here. That the first people that the angel came to tell about this baby, the savior of the world, was not the prime minister, or was not the king, or was not the rich rulers, or the Pharisees, or the or religious leaders. He came to what? Lowly shepherds in a field. Stink. Smelly shepherds watching the flock by night. Imagine being a shepherd one night in the open field and you don't have a clue and all of a sudden it's dark and all of a sudden it lights right up. In today's society, I can tell you right now what we would all do. We'd be running. We'd be running, all right? Uh, I need to get out here. But they were they, they sore. And you know what's very, you know, one thing we have to understand, we're going to look at that next week a little bit, because a lot of us in our Christmas stories always think that the angels 
sang glory to God in the highest. So we have this glory, you know, we sing all that. But do you know what? The angels didn't sing. It says they said this. Now, you know, a lot of us want to, you know, like I said, and I have nothing against the Christmas carol because I like that Christmas carol. But it says they said it, did not sing it. But before we get into that, get us like next week, we want to just look at this verse. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Again, we're not talking about any baby. We're not talking about just a random child is born. You know, let's put it in the newspaper, you know, because that's what we do. You know, people put a birth announcement in the newspaper to say, all right, so-and-so was born. No. This is the Savior of the world. This is the gift, the unexpected gift, lying in a manger, a feeding trough. I don't know about you all, but how many of y'all have ever been in a farm? Anyone have been in a farm? And I own one, okay. All right. You ever been and smelt inside of a farm, a stable? I've been in a horse stable. Yeah, it's All right. It doesn't smell too good, right? It's not the most sanitary place either, right? Like, I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, today's society, you know, today we, you know, back in years ago, you know, basically children were not born in hospitals here. They'd be born in the bathtubs and different things. And, and we think that's weird. But imagine being born in a stable, a farm, you know. Uh, yeah, the Bible doesn't tell us all. All right. Uh, huh? Okay. But there's the thing, right? With all that being said, we can't pretty up the gift. We can't make the gift seem so pretty that we forget about it. All right? That we think that, oh, Jesus came in the best circumstances. It's just like any one of us, Right? All of us in this life, we go through trials. We go through storms in our lives. We go through all these problems. But yet, for us who know Jesus Christ, our Savior, we have hope. We have hope in the storm. We have hope in all the drama around us because we have a relationship with not just any baby, but the Savior of the world, the God of the universe. And we know we hear this word, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came and walked this earth to show us an example of how we should live. You see, I think too many times we, can, we, can, we think to ourselves that we're going to pretty this up. You know, I don't know about you, but I've never been to a nativity or seen a, a play where basically everything looks dirty and filthy. No. It looks like the most tidiest stable, like everything is put into place, like exactly how it should be. I don't know how it was. I don't know how it was. But I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. And just a side note, as we think of this part of the story, because I have to say this because I just, it's one of those things that gets me very upset. As we read on, 
we will never find that some wise men came to the stable. All right, the wise men did never come there. Two, all right, about two years old, right? The wise men never twelve. That, yeah, that'd have been a little, little low. All right. Yeah. But listen, right? So all these things that y'all see now, listen. I I'm not telling no one in this room to to go around in Blair or wherever you live, or if you live somewhere and you see a wise man to just be like doing some like people's elbow on them bad boys and throwing them out and saying, y'all wasn't there, you know, I don't want y'all to do that, right? None of that's gonna happen, right? Okay, we don't want no one to do that, all right? But it is, but it is, listen, that, that's, I'll be honest. All right? See, so you have to know the people's elbow. Everyone know the people's elbow? Yeah, all right, okay. But anyway, right? It, the story says that it, the wise man came to the house when he was about two years old. All right? And we don't know if it's three wise men, right? We don't know that, okay? So, all right, three gifts, okay? And it wasn't Jordan's, all right? It wasn't Jordan's, like the baby, the person's head, right? All right. All right. He didn't bring, it didn't bring no pampers. It wasn't, you know, all right? But here's the thing, right? Here is, here's what I wanted to do. Listen, all right? What I want to say in closing is this. If you've never experienced the gift, which is the savior of the world, make sure you have. Make sure you know the savior of the world. Not know about him, but know him. Because that's what changed Christmas. What changed Christmas was, or became what Christmas is, is the babe. Nothing else. The baby changed everything. And he can change your life if you let him.